my English professor was like, if you feel like that, just jump on a bus and get a notebook, write it down, just bring it with you, and let it take you to wherever you need to be. Welcome back to Midnight O2 Season 3, Episode 5. This is your host, Amy. Today, I'd like to talk about my writing inspiration and where I usually get all my ideas from. And the reason why I decided to do an episode on this, because lately, I've been getting a lot of questions from both my readers, audiences, and my friends. So, they asked me, is this real? Is this actually what happened? Was this your experience, things like that. And as a writer, I felt like I had the responsibility and obligation to tell you the process of my creative works as well as how writing is not a diary in my perspective. Although it's, it consists of something of my own, but of course not everything is the way it is, like what people imagine. Before I share my writing inspiration with you, I'll also like to mention that during English workshop classes, so in creative writing workshops, we would read each other's poems, right? And we wouldn't assume, we would never assume the narrator is the writer. So we don't just read someone's poetry and say, okay, this is how you feel, this is you, because it might not be the author. So my classmate in front of me sharing the poetry with me, I wouldn't assume this is what happened on her or on him. And I think that's really important for people to know. We will always refer to the subject as the subject of the poetry. Oh, we will always analyze as in the subject of this poetry is trying to convey these feelings. The narrator of this line, the narrator of this poetry, the narrator of this prose, or the subject is trying to conclude that we will never say the writer is the subject or the narrator, but sometimes the writer can be the subject. But it depends on if the author wants to share that with you or writes that at the you know top of the poem or just directly tells you and decides to share that. Then that's a different case. But most of the times, we will always know, we will refer that the narrator is the narrator, the subject is the subject, and the author is the author. There are different things, different people. My top five writing inspiration. Here we go. Number one daily experiences. So of course, as a human being, that's where I get all my feelings and emotions from. I go through daily life, I've loved different people in life, and I've made different friends and going to different places, right? And I feel different things. My feelings and emotions, after I digest them, they become words. And when I process them in my writing, they become creative works, and I edit a little bit, revise them, and they become something that I want them to be. That's one sort of inspiration is from my daily life. Also, I like to use this opportunity to clarify some things. So when I write in prose, sometimes there are characters when I use he, she, her, I, am, or different pronouns. And when I do that, I don't refer to a specific person that is obvious because I don't want people who know me in real life to apply people I know they know into the positions in my writing because I think that would be misleading at the same time I don't want to make something out of other people's lives without their permission does that make sense 
what I'm trying to say is that I don't want someone who knows me very well to be reading it and be like, this is definitely about that person. This is definitely what happened. And this is kind of like revealing like a personal thought as well as your actual life story to a certain extent. I'm fine revealing my story. I'm fine being vulnerable because that's what writing is. And I promised you my writing is always always honest and I'm, I will always be honest with you but then when it comes to storytelling when it involves a different person a person in the past or a relationship that is in the past I try my best not to include so many details of the other person because I think that is wrong in a way in my perspective that I don't want to make something out of something like I don't want to take anything more from the memories that are gone the reason why I write things down it's because I want to process them. And when I can process them, digest them into words, then they become meaningful to me as a record for me. But then when I write them into a creative work and I when I post them and show them in front of you, that is a creative work on its own. It's different from a writing diary. I would like to claim that my writings, my writing page, including Instagram and Facebook, are not personal diaries for me. They are a portfolio instead for me to show who I am as a person and my feelings. Of course, they're real. All the feelings you feel here are real and they're valid. And I hate to see people plugging in. This is definitely who she's writing about. And to be honest, trust me, I've gone through this so many times for the past 10 years people find out that I write and they go through my life, they go through my photos, they go through my life stories and they try to plug people they know into my writing thinking that this is what she feels, this is definitely about that person. I do understand that it's people's rights to think however they want to think out of a writing but if I were to be given an opportunity to explain and to talk about this in which I am doing it on this episode, I'll be telling you that I want you to read my work as it is, but you can imagine however you want. But I do think it's a little bit off topic if you were to plug in my personal life, let's say if you know me very well, and if you were to plug that in when you read my writing. I just hope and wish people can read the writing and the lines as they are and interpret it within a certain guidelines. Yeah. And I think this is so important that I will do another episode on this, but in Mandarin, hoping that my Mandarin readers can understand what I'm going through. And I understand that a lot of my friends who know me, they're trying to be friendly and nice. And they're asking me, are you okay? Are you feeling better? Or something when they read, let's say, one poem that consists of certain amount of sadness. They come to me and they ask me if I'm okay. And I appreciate them being nice and kind. But at the same time, sometimes I just want to write on a specific topic. And there are ways and imaginations and space in my brain for me to organize those information and into creative work. That's just how writing is for me. It's a way for me to heal myself and a place for me to be creative. And I like to say that the details in my writing they might not be who they are referring to in real life, but then the feelings and emotions I feel in every poem that I, that I put in every poem are real and they're valid. So another example would be that say, if I were to write an article uh, including pronouns like he did this to me, she did this to me, 
I would definitely change up a little bit of things that people could possibly identify the person just because I want to protect the stories. I want to protect the subjects if people do exist. But I don't want people to be over guessing and over reading. But at the same time, I understand that there's no control of me to do that. It's just that for those who don't know me, poetry is poetry. But for those who know me, this is a little bit concerning to me. I get worried when I post certain things because I see how people could fit their situations in with my writing, and I get super worried. I'm afraid people overreading it, trying to think that I dedicate articles to them or something. That's just one of my worries. And if I were to dedicate an article, or if I were to indicate that this article is real, I would always write it. Let's say in my Mandarin writing, Mandarin prose. Writings. I will always use a specific hashtag when it's about my relationship. I use a specific hashtag when it's me and my boyfriend's story because I want people to know that these are real and feel free to ask me any questions about it. And I'll be very open about it. But I'm also okay with people asking me this, asking me anything about my writing. For example, Amy, is this real? Like, are you okay? Like, I'm fine with it. But I wish after listening to this podcast episode. You'll get a sense that this is okay. This is her creative work. We don't need to worry too much about her. We don't need to always ask her if she's okay. Because for me, when I can write something out, that means I am in the process of getting okay and living with the experience. It's not saying that the pain will be gone. I'm saying that if I can write something out, that means I am accepting the way it is. So the feelings and emotions are still there, but I'm okay and I'm dealing with it. Perfectly with my writing. Okay, that was very long for point number one, but I want to talk about my second writing inspiration. I usually get those from reading people's stories and understanding human and human relationships. So sometimes in my writing, in both Mandarin and English, I write a lot about human nature. I don't always write about like the pretty sides. I add a little bit of the truth within. How you talk to people and how you interact with people—that's just my personal interest from psychology, from philosophy, from literature. So when I receive information, when I understand this is how people interact, I try to make those work. Try to make those into my poetry and my short stories as well. And my third writing inspiration would be movies and little moments in life. When I say movies, I write movie reviews only when I feel very heavy, very conflicted about a movie. So I don't always write movie reviews, but I do, and a lot of them are written in Mandarin. I've written movie reviews in English as well for newspapers in the past. And I enjoyed them, but that's not what my writing is always about. What I'm trying to say is that after I watch a movie, I feel different things and different feelings, emotions from the characters portrayed in the movie, and that's when they inspire me to write something completely different from the plot on the movie. I would just come up with a different things. For example, short story or a poetry, or like a prose. Based on the interactions, based on the feelings each character gives to another character, and the second part is, of this third point is that the little moments in life are what I write on, so the boring moments actually, because that's what I believe what life is about. 
it's the little boring moments in life that make a life a life. <laughs> Does that make sense? I feel like I'm being very serious on this topic today because this is very important for me, and I like to share these with you. So when I say the little moments in life, what I mean is that when I walk past, like let's say, a random tree, and then. <laughs> This is kind of weird and embarrassing for me to say, but sometimes I force myself to slow down, out of this busy life we live in. I would just stare at the tree and stare at the leaves and be like, "Let me just pause and just look at leaves." And then I would suddenly feel something about the current situation, and then I'll write them down. Maybe it's just a word or a sentence, but it means a lot to me when they pile up. And that's when I get my inspiration from. So sometimes it's weather changes. Sometimes it's a casual walk. Sometimes it's really nothing. It's one word or one feeling, and then I'll write them down. It's like sometimes I sound crazy when I say this. In the middle of the night, I will think of something, and then I'll wake up, trying to write those down. And sometimes when I can't physically, I will just take out my phone and just to record it. And then when I wake up the next day morning, I would go back to listen to what I said to myself in the middle of the night, just because I couldn't remember everything. But I knew it would be such a regret for me to let the ideas go because sometimes the thoughts and ideas they overflow, and when they when they're gone, there's no way for me to find them back. I just cannot remember, and I want myself to have the ability to capture all the moments and capture all the things and consciousness in my brain, so I can process them into words and poetry. Therefore, I write those things down, and I make sure I keep track of them. That's also why I carry a lot of notebooks, and notebooks are everywhere. I don't have pretty handwriting when it comes to writing down these kind of random thoughts, because I'm not sure if. Any of these at all will be put into an actual poem or writing, but I just want to keep everything. So I have poetry on different lines, different books. They're just words. They're separated. They're messy. They're just handwritings that sometimes I cannot even read myself. They're just everywhere. Books are everywhere, and that's why a lot of times my rooms are very messy. I am very honest with you on this one. So, and my fourth point is that. I love taking photos, and I have a lot of photos, both digital files and actual printed photos. I look through them, and sometimes the memories are tangled up in my brain, and I love it when I go through photos because I have some things that I want to write. I have some things that I want to talk about, and when I put my hands on keyboards these days, they just automatically type. I know this sounds crazy too, but then. When I lay my hands on keyboards, writing just comes out on their on its own, and it makes sense to me. Sometimes when I feel like there's a certain amount of energy in my heart, at the bottom of my heart, and I feel very heavy, feel emotional, I just put my hands on keyboard, and then writing comes out, and I would just go back and reflect on my own, on my own thoughts, and I would just read through my own writing, and then I realized logic and flow. Are always there in my writing, but they're not within me. So when I go through my writing, I realized, oh, okay, this is what I'm thinking. This is how I feel. They're valid, but I just cannot process them if I don't write them out. So that's another way for me to understand myself through writings. That's why I always say writing is healing. It's a healing process for me. At the same time, a creative process. And back to the point about photos. 
I love photos because it captures a memory. And sometimes I want a memory to be a sense of feeling. It could be taste, hearing, and touch, and everything. And I want to describe them with words. That's when I put and imagine a certain moment, a scene, but I write them out with descriptions instead. So that's another inspiration for me, from me. And last but not least, I'd like to talk about how traveling is important. I know I'm not a travel podcaster and I'm not like a professional traveler, but I've been to different countries and study abroad and everything. I'm very privileged to be able to do that. And when I travel, I always try to bring a book with me, of course, notebook and like a sketchbook. I write things down. I draw things down sometimes. I feel like I'm very thankful to have the ability to process things down both verbally with um, words and at the same time artistically with my drawings and different types of arts. So that's how I inspire myself with different exhibitions, arts, and traveling. I remember there was an English professor who told me that if you are in writer's block, so for those non-writers, writer's block is when you feel absolutely nothing when it comes to writing. Like you don't know what to write, you're stuck, you're, you just don't know how to continue, you don't know how to go back to revise something or you don't know where to start. That's a writer's block. And when you're in the writer's blocks mode, you just cannot. <laughs> you just like, your your brain just goes blank. And my English professor was like, if you feel like that, just jump on a bus and get a notebook, write it down, just bring it with you. And you don't care which bus it is, don't care which destination you're going, just get on it and, you know, go through it. You're not giving yourself a set amount of time and a distance. Just go for it. And in the process, it's a way, a short travel. It's a small getaway. But you do get a lot out of it as a writer. And I tried that. It's super effective. So for those who are interested in writing, I strongly suggest you get on a bus. <laughs> With Right now, the situation is a little bit difficult. But just when possible, <laughs> get on a bus following social guidelines and I believe it'll be great. It's a way to get inspired and it's it gives you different feelings and ideas. You know, ideas just pop out of nowhere and they become your writings and that's how you get inspired. So to conclude, the top five writing inspiration for Amy. Number one, daily experiences. And number two, people's stories. Number three, movies and little moments in life, especially boring moments. Number four, Photos, photography, both digital and printed photos. Memories. Number five, traveling. And get on a bus. <laughs> Take the advice. Yep, so I hopefully concluded this episode with a little bit of helpful tips for those who are interested in writing and a clarification for those who are worried about me and my writings. So don't worry, I'm fine. This is my writing style and I'm proud of it. And I'm proud of what I write, and I'm always honest in my writings. All the feelings, emotions, and there are real, if you're questioning about any of these. And again, please let me know if you have any questions, or if you want to discuss writings or hear me read a different poem, or have a different topics, or any ideas about this podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, or like Midnight O2 in general, 
please leave five stars on the App Store and leave a comment so more people will get information about Midnight O2 and more people can listen to my podcast, get in touch with me on my poetry and my book. And if you'd like to share your stories with me or you have any questions, feel free to email me at ahcpoetry at gmail.com or message me on my Instagram, ahcpoetry, and check out my Mandarin poetry as well. So thanks again for tuning into Midnight O2, and this is your host, Amy. I will see you next week, and have a good night. Bye.